I don't think you even need the basic skills. I think you just need to to just put in your hours. It doesn't really doesn't necessarily matter how much music theory you know or how much audio engineering you know because if you do it enough you'll figure out good ways of doing it. Welcome to the Laydown Podcast, the podcast for songwriters, performers, and producers who are committed to develop their craft. We are your hosts, and sitting across from me right now is Benjamin, a multitasking, early-rising, work-grinding hero who does just a bit of it all. Food is what keeps him alive. You know, that's so true. (laughs) It's more true for you than most people, actually. (laughs) That's true. Now that I know you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I become a horrible human when I don't get food. It terrifies me. Anyhow. Beside me is mm. Ethan, a professional bushwhacker wow. for whom a beard is a mere bush to whack for money. True. Your hair is what keeps him alive. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if I'll ever write a better intro for you than that, honestly. <laughs> and then across the ocean, the ocean. somewhere, I, I, I think it's in Norway, but, but we're going to find out that later, <laughs> is Denisova, maker of beats, explorer of pyramids, and a floor-sweeping, long-haired member of the humankind. Whoa! <laughs> and today's theme isn't even really a theme, but it's a person. Yeah. Denisova. Or however you pronounce it. And we're going to find, gonna out, find out later. Enough. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to mention the community Please, today. Tell Ethan us. always says it, but I'm going to say it now. I want we you to give it have to a Facebook group. Mm. It's on Facebook slash groups slash laydown sessionistas. And uh, there you can do like whatever you need to do. You can uh, talk to us. We're going to post a little discussion about each episode. Sometimes we post links and resources and mm. blah, blah, blah. Join the group. That's much more fun than just listening to me talking about it. Big facts. Also, before we get too deep into this, I wanted to mention iTunes reviews or Apple podcast reviews and the power contained in such a little thing. If you just take a moment right now to go and leave this podcast a review, if you listen to other episodes, or even if you think you're going to enjoy it, it really helps us as an independent podcast in the long run, get more discovered and everybody's happy. Yes. That's that. So if you listen to all eight episodes... Mm. We worked our asses off right here. Exactly. Now you can work your ass off and give My us a ass, little review. I, I'm sitting. I'm not even sitting. I'm crouching right now. Crouching. I no ass to sit on. <laughs> <laughs> so please give us a review. We're desperate if you couldn't yeah. tell. <laughs> We're not even trying to hide it anymore. <laughs> I'm sick of hiding the truth. Okay. Before this degrades too much, let's move on to, uh, to better pastures. Let's <laughs> head in. segment one. Yes. What's up? What's up? Well, usually, uh, Benjamin, I'll ask you around this time of the podcast, what the heck is up? But uh, honestly, I'm not even going to ask you a single thing no. right now. Because we have someone here. Yes. Someone here that, that deserves you, to, to have a chance If you're really to quiet, you can maybe hear him breathing. <laughs> No? <laughs> no breathing. <laughs> Was that a fart? I think I heard a fart right now. I heard something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go past this. Well, well uh, Denisova, I have, I have a big fart-filled question for you. No, you don't ask me what's up. I'm asking you right now. Right. What's up? <laughs> Who are you? Who are you, man? Um, I'm, I'm Dennis Olsen, but... As you mentioned so beautifully, I go by the name of Denisova. Yes, we said But that's that. actually yes. kind of the wrong pronunciation. I figured out after oh. I started calling myself that. The oh. original well, well, pronunciation the is right Denisova, I think. Denisova. Ah, yeah, Denisova. yeah. That right. sounds a little more professional. I guess it does right? a little bit more. A little bit more po- poetic. But uh, Denisova, that's <laughs> like the... Deniso. that's the. Uh, the uh, easily accessible, super American version of it, I guess. Hey, we, we all that. need that sometimes. It's more that a marketing scheme Ethan's than anything, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Genius marketing scheme. Ethan's <laughs> American, so you heard uh, the, the, genuine the genuine American pronunciation. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. You, yeah, you've but done it, something right with your marketing. Right, it, it comes from, uh, from, from a cave in Sibir called Denisova what? Cave. Really? And, uh, really? Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's a uh, it's basically a group of of early humans, 
they lived around around the time of the Neanderthals, and they were basically yeah. named Denisovans because the first human remains we found of them was in a cave in Sibir called Denisova Cave. So I just kind of stole wow. that name and used it. That's legendary. It, it's a hundred percent legendary, and it works with your name as well. I think it was meant to be. Right. Yeah. Exactly. The best yeah. origin story I ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's epic. Yeah. So so, what exactly do you do under the name uh, Denisova? Yeah, what what are you up to? That's that's what I'm trying to figure out. Um, <laughs> Aren't we all? Yeah, it's it's kind of been. Uh, well, I've always always been making music, and kind of been having a hard time figuring out exactly what I want to do with music. So about yeah. a year ago, I started figuring it out. It was more about production for me, so just making beats, producing. Uh, making mm. uh, sample packs, collaborating with producers and artists. Uh, doesn't really right. matter too much what cool. genre it is, as long as it's dope. Just do so, it. Yeah. Oh, as long as it's dope, I love that. Yeah. That's quotable right there. <laughs> <laughs> so, so before we move deeper into it, I just want to mention that you just dropped an EP. Yes. Megalithic Enterprise. And yes, what an EP it is. Yeah. It's, you can tell when you listen that there was love, sweat, and tears poured into this. <laughs> you, you feel a little touch of that cave? Yeah, you do. Even though we didn't know about the cave, it, it feels like cave music almost. It's like, it's like taking a little bit back into interest, ancient history. That's it. Yes, That's it. Exactly. No, yeah. it's, it's awesome. Yeah, I guess. Uh, so, yeah, you, you, you hit the nail on the head. I mean,. I wanted I wanted this to be my first official project as kind of a producer, but also a little bit as an artist, because it's not it's yeah. not really a beat tape and it's not really a full on EP, but it's kind of a mixture of those two. And okay. um, I get it. And yeah, I've always just been completely obsessed with ancient history and just kind of alternative hist like hypotheses and things about ancient history, and just kind of figure out more about the very complex picture of who we are. So I just yeah. wanted to kind of find a way to express those things through through the music. And just the sound of oh. this particular EP, I just kind of felt like it had such a wide mixture of sounds and and eras of sound, I guess. So that yeah. it kind of made sense to to kind of incorporate those two do two things. And it's it's something I'm probably going to revisit as well. I'm probably going to have a Megalithic Enterprise Volume 2 at some point. Hopefully. Yo, I'm cool. looking forward yeah. already. Thank you, yeah. sir. That's awesome. 100%. Mm, it's such a cool story. I, I, I used it uh, personally as background music when I need to up my productivity rate. Oh. <laughs> Usually I, li I listen to extremely simple piano music just to like have no distractions it's whatsoever. It's true. I, I walk in the room sometimes just when I'm coming over to start working on something with Benjamin and it's just the softest piano music I ever heard it. It's yeah. like I walked into a funeral. Because you, you know you know about <laughs> it. If you listen to background music as a musician and producer, yeah, no. you just start analyzing everything. Yep. It's but, impossible. But, but, but your, your, your track was really good for my productivity. When I needed to up it a little bit, like you come into the middle of the day, huh. turn it on in the background, and, and you start to get your heart pumping. That's, beats. Beats. That's great, exactly. man. Exactly. Yeah, I would I would think that yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a pretty distracting thing because that well, that was one of the challenges with this with this EP was that I'm I'm trying to kind of you know lure myself into these lo-fi communities and these playlists and stuff like that, right, but they yeah. often have like you said they're they're like they're basically background music very often and that's what people really like about yeah. them like their study beats and so on, but this EP I, I don't yeah. really feel like that really <laughs> works because it's really distracting. There's a lot of transitions <laughs> and just kind of yeah, it's not very mellow and backgroundy kind of music so it's good that it works for yeah. you that's yeah it, it did work because there's no lyrics like not yeah. a yeah, lot exactly. of lyrics right there are these like repeated words and uh but this is whispers what, that's but, what but i'm but thinking about this is like background music for people with super hyperactive minds like benjamin yeah, and myself i, I think actually yeah. um <laughs> yeah that's possible. so like where where sometimes i'll put on background music I can't really do just like piano even sometimes, you know, I need something still a little bit more because yeah, I always I go in and out of things. So yeah. for mm -hmm. me, this still is, is a background music. It just depends what you define as background music, what works for each person. It yeah, completely exactly. depends on the mood exactly. of the day. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but anyhow, I don't even know why we split this up, but, but, but let's just get over with this freaking jingle. Mm -hmm. 
We are right into segment two, person of the day, Denisova. So uh, we have already uh, started talking about who is this mystical person, mm. Denisova, from a cave in Siberia, <laughs> coming out <laughs> to just, present you <laughs> just with all the backing tracks you need for your productivity <laughs> and your deep dive into ancient alternative history. Wow. So what an let intro. us just keep diving in. Yeah. Well, we found you what almost a year ago i think we found denisova in the very beginning when he was yeah. emerging from that cave yeah really yeah because yeah, yeah. we, we started lay down sessions maybe like a year and a half ago and it was one of the early interactions that we had with uh, another person on instagram yeah which for us was exciting and uh and really cool to see how over the past year you've gone from uh not even early beat maker but like you things have advanced so far like now you're you're doing tracks where you're playing the flute and all like ten instruments at once yeah. from uh, these I guess easier beats in the beginning you know yeah yeah, yeah true. but your growth over the past year has been has been awesome oh thank you yeah absolutely thanks a lot. what no wor no worries man uh, do you put a lot of time into your Instagram what's your, your schedule kind of look like for that well the thing is Instagram has really been my only platform for the past year right. Um, it just seemed like a logical way to start out because I had just kind of quit the band I was in for many years. And like I okay. mentioned earlier, I was trying to figure out where I wanted to be in, in music and in a possible future career. Um, so yeah, uh, Instagram, I was already really familiar with how it works and I, was, I had a pretty clear idea of how I could get more engagement. The only experience I had was having a you know personal profile. Never really had any en yeah. engagement yeah. and never really tried to get a lot of followers. So it was really interesting to try to For sure. uh, yeah, understand how the marketing works behind it and how to you know, really get stable and genuine engagement as well. Like the whole genuine yeah. part of it is so important. Yeah. Like you can get a whole get bunch it. of followers, but you know, if they're not genuine, then you're not really going to make anything oh, yeah. out of it, I think. So it, that was important. No, I couldn't agree more. Right, yeah. So yeah. Um, For sure. Just kind of just kind of dove right into it and I thought it would be a good place to start just to kind of yeah to have the you know making music but also making kind of slightly entertaining videos so that people can have something to rest their eyes on while listening to the music <laughs> yeah which is the most important that's thing of course combination yeah. Yeah, yeah and that's kind of what drew us in as well For because sure. we we like starting out uh, at Instagram you try to interact with a lot of people yeah and you can like go into somebody, look at what they're doing, and you're leaving like a really thought through comment, and then they just like it. Yeah. And and you're like, okay, you don't care. Yeah. You like you don't want to talk to me. Okay, I, I get it. And oh, then yeah. you don't you don't remember those people, but uh, but when we start talking to you, you uh, you answer in a way that we realize that okay, there's actually a person here on the other side exactly. that cares, that actually wants to to interact with other people. Yeah. Exactly. And I think you really notice that, and that's really cool that you you pull that out. Mm. yeah because that's our experience as well exactly. that's why we remember you and that's why we reached out to you and wanted to have you on an episode because we felt like there's a human out there there's a genuine <laughs> yeah. person yes. behind the machine you know sometimes you you don't know <laughs> you don't you know, right. know. yeah is it a conscious <laughs> being or is it just another robot just another exactly. just a checkbox in some kind of website and even yeah. some humans feel like they respond like robots sometimes, man. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, what you said is good, that, that you have so many interactions with people on social media on, on a daily basis if you put some time into it. But very, very few of those are, are genuine or more than something quick. Yeah. So mm -hmm. those, those ones that you actually uh, make it past that genuine or that first interaction is something really special. For yeah, sure, and, and it's super important to building any account. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, how about, or did you want to say something more about it? Go for it. Um, Shoot shot. Yeah, what was I gonna say? Um, I mean, I didn't really have any sort of knowledge about how to actually create actual engagement. I just knew what I wanted yeah. to to use the platform to do, and I knew yeah. that uh, I could do certain things, like I could use certain hashtags and certain approaches to kind of just get as many followers as possible. But I, I think something, yeah. I think it was just kind of instinctual to try to capture, like uh, like like we're talking about, a genuine actual audience. Like that's way more important to have a hundred people yes. who really are dedicated to your stuff than 30,000 exactly. people Definitely. who just 
really don't care. I mean, there's a huge difference. That's it, there. man. You so. see Instagram accounts with a huge amount of followers, but barely any engagement. Exactly. You know? Yeah, it's weird. And what's the difference between someone with 300 followers who get get 100 likes opposed to someone with 30,000? Exactly. Yeah. 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 You see it all the time. Yeah. You see those huge profiles, and they have you know pictures or videos, and they only have like 28 views. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Probably it's like a, like a click farm. Probably, yeah. Yeah, it, people it, sitting. It doesn't feel genuine either. Yeah. You, you see that? And it's like, why is that the case? <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah, and it's compelling. it's. There are, I think there are really few people who feel that that whole genuine aspect is important, as as we mm. kind of share. So what happens is that you you end up finding this very small group of people who do a similar thing to what you do. So basically, production or yeah. making music and. Within those people, you find find even fewer people who are, who, who at least feel as genuine as you think that you're approaching it. So you end up with this really yeah, tight crew sure. of people who you really care about and who really help out each other. So, and I was really scared uh, about that because I always felt that I wasn't really much of a networking or marketing type of dude. Okay. Uh, I was more about just making the music, and I was uh, I've never been very very loud in any sort of way. Uh, yeah, so I was I was really afraid that I wasn't going to be able to kind of reach out to people and and kind of establish relationships to people. But it's been crazy simple because the community is so incredibly good. Yeah, yeah. Mm. and you've been so uh, consistently doing mm. it. True. Yeah. And I think that's a huge key. Yeah, consistency mm. is key. We talk about it time and time again. Yeah. Always putting out a uh, quality content consistently. Yeah, exactly. Keeps yeah. people around. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But I, I kind of want to move the conversation before we go too deep into one subject. Sure. I want people to know a little bit more uh, <laughs> about who are you? Like, where are you from? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, mm. let's start there. Simple I'm, question. Uh, from a really small suburban place in Norway, kind of just outside yeah. of the capital of Oslo. But I live My in Oslo now. country. Oh, really? But you're in Oslo yeah. now. Nice. But I'm what? But you're in Oslo now. Yeah, nice. Yeah. 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 I've been living here for cool. past seven or eight years. Wow. Okay. 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 Yeah. Cool. I'm. I'm also from Norway. Oh yeah. So, so that's. Uh, what part? That's amazing. For uh, Arendal. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Sørlandet. På Sørlandet. Arendal. There's the accent sneaking out. I knew it would happen eventually. Yeah. So we are on the south coast. We are always uh, the stupid ones in every TV show. Yeah. If yeah, there's like true. an idiot, right. they always have our dialect. No. Yeah. And he's from Oslo where like the intelligent, they are the ones yeah, who yeah. pretend yeah. as intelligent. They are the pretentious ones. But I, I mean, swear we are, also, oh. we are also intelligent in our own special way yeah <laughs> i mean that's what you tell yourselves but it doesn't i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> I no, but, it, but it, the thing is with norway it doesn't really matter if you're from you know sörlande the south or if you're from oslo because if you're from the north everybody below that that part everyone who's even a little bit further down south than from the actual full-on north are just they're all just stupid Right. Yes. If, if you're from the south, you're just stupid. If you're like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. wow, that's that's a that's, bold that's statement. That's so true. Yeah, so but true. very true. And the northerners, weak. they they hate us southern people. <laughs> it's hilarious. What is it about the north? I feel like it's often the case, though. The north, the north is often seen as superior. Yeah, yeah. That that's because like they have to uh, go through the real winters I exactly yeah. while we can just yeah. chill on the coast exactly like, yeah they're the robust yeah. uh, we only alpha have males. like minus 20 22 degrees celsius on a cold day yeah only while they have i don't know minus 50 <laughs> i don't know if minus you pee infinity. if you pee the fr the pee freezes before it reaches the ground yeah. that's when you're real <clears throat> norwegian huh exactly yeah. and you have to crack it off your yeah. crotch <laughs> Crack. <laughs> that's, that's so good. So you you played uh, you play a lot of instruments. Yeah. And I'm guessing that you started pretty early since you know a little bit of everything. How did it start? <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, yeah, where did it start? I think uh, I think I was attracted to keyboards at a really young age. But I never yeah. really learned how to play. I just remember like the first piece of instrument I ever wanted was one of those, you know, like those tiny toy keyboards that you could get at a toy store. Yeah. Where oh, you could like course. record Perfect. maybe like two or four bars 
of something and then you could record something oh, over it again. Yeah. So I've been thinking about this yeah. in retrospect. I think that even from the age of like seven or eight, I kind of knew that I wanted to produce music, but I didn't understand That's it. That's so cool. Yeah, it's, it's kind of wow. cool to think, think back to it because that was my first kind of instinct that I wanted to record something, to record something over it again. And you know, add a drum beat just so that I can just yeah. listen to you know custom-made music. That was kind of the idea I had back then. Um, Super cool. But that yeah, changed. I mean, the first instrument I really started actually playing was was guitar. Uh, I think I was about eleven or something. Um, mm -hmm. But everything I've ever done has been very off and on. I can't. I can't just. That's that's why I'm a producer because I can't stick to one <laughs> instrument or one sound or yeah. one genre. I just can't. I can it just relate. doesn't work. I've tried. Right. I see. I see. <laughs> You, you you kind of wanna have control over the finished product, right? The what? That's that's a feel that's a feeling I can relate to. That you the you wanna have product. control over the finished product. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's like you you can really visualize every instrument, yeah. and if you only play one of them, it's like. But the drummer is doing it wrong. Exactly. Yeah. They need to work together in this particular <laughs> way. Yeah, it's it's de it's definitely uh, uh, an aspect of, of being a control freak, absolutely. But uh, yeah, yes. but that's also like <laughs> I love playing music with other people, and I, I loved being in bands for years, and that was really dope. But uh, this is where yeah, my heart yeah. is at to just be able to do everything myself. And if I need like if I need somebody who's who's actually really competent at playing keyboards or whatever, and now I have a you know a bunch of people that I can contact that. that definitely can do a better yeah. job than me. So I'm not like, just to be clear, I'm not schooled in any sort of way of, you know, in any of the instruments I play. I just kind of... No, very you know, cool. I'm a, I'm You're just a natural. Me a mediocre at many jack instruments. Jack of all <laughs> trades. No, yeah, jack of so. all trades. I, I get it. What, what's your favorite instrument to pull out and play? Is there one? Oh, shit. <laughs> well, <that's laughs> Good I, mean, I didn't know you could play um, that one, actually. Yeah, so the thing is that um, obviously each instrument has its own kind of uh, way to shine but my instinct yeah. al always mm. tells me drums like I always miss playing mm. full good like a vintage sounding drum drum kit and I think right. I, I could have more fun like for hours on end playing drums than any other instrument uh, and yeah. it my might be because I just I think to because agree. I miss it so you're much speaking now Ethan's language speak. now oh yeah I'm shaking in my chair right yeah. now. Man, there's something special about the drums. There's something yeah. primal about beating something exactly. and it sounds good. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just so much fun. the drums is a genius. <laughs> there's something primal about beating something and it screams. Direct quote. <laughs> and it just makes me that relaxed. That could be used against me. Yeah, it just makes you relaxed. Makes you feel like a winner. <laughs> Whenever yeah, I yeah, started it's the best playing, drums i was like i was like 13 or 14 and i broke i think 25 drumsticks in a month and a half of trying to play blink 182 songs and then i realized i had a, an anger problem I think. And, then, and then i got better at the drums after that but there's something beautiful about it there's something something awesome and different about the drums i get it for sure but i asked you uh, about your drum rig before Oof. how is your drum rig that you're using right now Right now, like for recording? Yes. Well, the thing is, I don't have a full drum kit here, and I, I couldn't be able to like play a full drum kit because of my neighbors. But I have the uh, uh, only yeah. thing but I really have is a really nice steel uh, snare and a completely yeah. broken hi hat that I need to replace. <laughs> it's, uh, it's ugly as fuck. And I have uh, just a tons, tons of different kind of percussion pieces, and I keep like that's 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 another thing I keep kind of coming back to. I I think I yeah. have an addiction to purchasing weird percussion. So mm. but that's when it comes fun. to that's like, what makes your album so so special, like sounding different. Yeah, yeah I mean, cool. yeah, percussive uh, Using uh, what you got. can can really change the sound a lot. But uh, if, yeah. as yeah. far as recording drums, that that can happen in a whole bunch of different ways. I mean, sometimes I, sometimes I'll record like a snare and a hi-hat together to, to form kind of the, the backbone, like the groove. And then I'll just add, you know, triggered bass drums and toms and whatever I need. Uh, usually record with yeah. like finger drumming to get the feel of it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Because at, at, at the core, would you say that you are a beat maker as well? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was... Yeah. Making absolutely. beats was my first actual experience with making music. I think I started at about... 13 when I got my first mm. actual computer it was this huge yeah. stationary computer with like 14 gigabytes total memory 
that I got so because cool. I did some kind of job. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> got FL Studio and just started making beats. And it's a really good way to yeah. start for any musician, I think, because you learn all the basics. Mm. You learn mixing and arranging and composing and just kind of the whole package. That's great. So yeah, I think but beat that, making that, is at the core for sure. Yeah, Th that really brings us into something we, we wanted to touch on today. Right. If you can like just help us grasp the whole concept of what is a beat. Like if there's somebody out there listening to this and, and you've never heard the word a beat. Um, <laughs> like what, 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 what do you define as, uh, as beat making? Well, I think it's kind of a term that's changed a lot. I think that uh, yeah, yeah. I, my my initial reaction was kind of a beat is basically any any piece of music without vocals. It's it's the it's the foundation, like the 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 groove and everything. But that doesn't really make sense either because you know you can't record a couple of guitars and say that you have a beat. I think no, that right. I mean obviously beat come it goes back to to you know the groove and the. Uh, comes down yeah. to timing and drums i think so the beat is some it's, it's a way for you to keep beat basically <laughs> which kind of yeah. makes sense yeah simple it's called beat. um <laughs> but today I, I think when we say beats we mean more like full-on productions yeah 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 without the vocals yeah, like in, yeah right it's, kind of, it's a tough question of the I'm word sure. i guess yeah yeah not a question with a right or wrong answer at all good so so how do you do it that's the thing we're wondering is if we've tried to make beats before and uh i think we've realized maybe we are not yet beat makers at no. all we're, we're more musicians we are we definitely come more from a background of, of live playing and, exactly. and we're trying to get more into the producing things so this whole podcast is kind of our our journey as well an exploratory journey yeah. of making that's interesting beats. but uh so, technically how do we start making beats? Yeah. <laughs> What's a, a good way to go? Teach us, Guru. You, Come on, you're here. The dawn we'll do of Denisova. Yeah. Spill right. us your wisdom. We're coming into your cave right now. <laughs> We're here We're to raid all your secrets. <laughs> We're lifting our little leather skirts, <laughs> putting our clubs, our clubs aside as the, at the door. <laughs> as an act of peace. <laughs> and we're sitting down and we say, oh, and that means teach us, master. Teach, teach us, master. <laughs> what, what was Denisova. that? Denisova. <laughs> that, that was our caveman sound. Oh, yeah. okay. I thought you we had a dog. Deni, Denisova cave. <laughs> no, no, it was my mouth. It was my caveman oh, sound. Ethan We're... is our dog. <laughs> <laughs> if you want me to make more noises, so. I can, but that's for later. It's for later. So Ethan is our dog. I'm our horse because <laughs> I'm long and have big nostrils. <laughs> <laughs> I'm small and have small nostrils and make sounds like that. <laughs> Well, we're coming into your cave, for real. Uh, uh, how does someone get into beat making? What was it like you in the early days as Benjamin Pours Coffee? Well, in the, oh shit, in, in the early days, it was just like, there was no thought process about it when I think about it now. Mm. It was just, I wanted to make beats, so I better figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love that. I love yeah, that, I mean, actually, because yeah, like whenever we, we go to make beats today sometimes, it's like you have this such a, an understanding of what beats are and it's like this whole full production thing you talked about so there's such a pressure on simple beat making nowadays yeah is what it feels true. like sometimes yeah that's true yeah but i think it's also it kind of opens up the opportunity to to make simple beats just to call it that mm. i mean without being too too harsh or too judgmental about that i think there's something there's yeah. uh, i mean yeah. there's a lot of beauty to making simple music and simple beats i struggle with that a lot i mean i i have to kill kill my darlings all the time and i hate doing it yeah i love to overproduce yeah. so i think that's a really good place to start is to to become familiar with how to use as few elements as possible to make something that sounds full that's probably a really good place to start if you want to start making beats because if you get used that's to cool. just cool. adding a bunch of instruments and adding a bunch of sounds until it becomes cool, you haven't really yeah. learned how to balance, I think. So that's probably a good place to start if you want to you know, start making beats. Make it simple and make so, that sound so, good. So, yeah. That's really so good practically, point. would that mean like starting with drums, you think? Oh, not necessarily. I mean, what I experience is that a lot of producers think it's very counterintuitive to start with drums. Uh, Okay, mm. but it's but not for me. I, I tend to start with drums actually most of the time. 
Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I would think. I think that. I would uh, think to start with drums. So so let us yeah. understand more why not everyone thinks that. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, don't ask me. I, I love to start with, with drums, <laughs> so I'm not I'm not <laughs> the demographic. Is not but the I think, guy to ask. <laughs> but I think yeah, I think it's because to most people, like the the hook is is kind of the the base is is what they derive the rest of the beat yeah. from. And I just don't really okay, have that okay. approach. I think that's what most people have. Yeah. Uh, so, what kind of of drum looper or drum machine are you using to record right now? I just use a MPD 218. It's an Akai. It's just a MIDI controller with drum pads. Yeah. So just for finger drumming. Yeah. That's awesome. So do you usually, because you make mostly your own sounds, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so a explain lot of the time. how that whole process, really how do you that, put yeah. sounds into your machine? Um, I record them with microphones in different kinds of ways. And then I yeah. process them in different kinds of ways. Either process them a lot to make them sound unique or just keep them as... Mm -hmm. Mostly I just uh, record samples and keep them pretty dry so that I can kind of, yeah. you know, um, customize it for each project. Because I use the same snare sounds yeah. a lot, but I always tweak them a little yeah. bit differently. Mm. I get it. Mm. Nice. You put together now, what, a, a flute pack and some different yeah. uh, different drum packs as well, Yeah. right? For sure. Yeah. That's awesome. I've, I've never seen, I've seen some drum packs before, but a flute pack, man. Yeah. That exactly. is unique. It's so fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that's something a lot of producers are looking for, like uh, flute loops and stuff like that. Yeah. And I noticed that yeah. there aren't too many out there. And those that are out no. there are recorded pretty terribly. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. It, so and, that's uh, cool. It. Finding your niche. Sorry? Finding your niche, yeah, like I guess like, so. Or how do you say that? Niche, 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 niche. That's a really good way to say it. Yeah, that's cool. Niche. niche. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll say it like that. But but uh, more practically, and like, uh, are you experimenting a lot with the like sounds that aren't the actual thing, like using something else for a snare, oh, or yeah. like something else for a kick? For sure. And what kind of things would you go looking for? Um, uh, so let's start with a kick. What yeah. kind of things around your house can you use for a kick? Well, anything you can punch. <laughs> I uh, actually walked around with like a f with a field recorder the other day because I'm working on a new sample pack that we're about to release yeah. with uh, Def Boy, and we're gonna have a contest nice. and everything. It's gonna be really cool. Okay. Um, and I just yeah, that was the first time I needed to record new kick drums and I wanted to have kind of a lo-fi aspect to them. I didn't want organic, actual acoustic kick drums. So mm -hmm. I just went around with a microphone and just punched walls and <laughs> cabinets Yo. and all kinds of things. And a few of them that's turned the out really cool. But they need a lot of processing. I mean, just, you know, hitting your desk isn't really going to sound good. So you need to know how to, you know, kind of process it and bring out the right frequencies yeah. and stuff like that. So it's a really exactly. it's a challenging thing. But... Uh, that's that's yeah. been a challenge for me. Like, how do you bring out deeper uh, frequencies that maybe aren't there yeah. or like aren't as clear in the recording? It's hard to found, find those really deep sounds around the house. Yeah, mm. it is. And you need the, the kind of the right microphone for it, something that can pick up low ends, but uh, yeah. maybe not too much res too much uh, resonance. And uh, you also okay, need to kind of okay. use, I, I, if, if you want a quick tip when you record something that yes, has kind of a thump please. to it and some low end, just use a whole bunch yeah. of like really low uh, multiband compression because that all really, okay. yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. That's, that's, that's really a quick good. tip. Yep. Yeah. Good and some saturation. How, how about snare then? Yeah. Mm. Okay. Saturation. For sure. Love that word. So how about the snare? You're snare? gonna make something alternative for a snare, right? Um, that's kind of when I think a lot of different types of per percussion come in. Because one thing I've realized mm -hmm. is that all percussions have a traditional way of playing them, but you know rules yeah. are meant to be broken. So you can always like hit them differently, yes, and you can that's good. like I have this this uh, tambourine with like a skin on it, and yeah, yeah. If you hit that with a shaker, or you hit it with a drumstick with one of those like fur balls on them, you can get a completely yeah. different yeah, yeah. sound, and you can you can like layer different things. 
Like for this new sample pack, I just used my regular snare, which is a really loud and deep snare. And I just put a bunch of like different yeah. kind of textures on top of it. So every time you hit the snare, you have like things bouncing and, you know, tambourine shaking and it creates a really cool effect. So that's yeah. always something that you really? can, I mean, a snares are pretty easy to make because you can, again, you can just basically hit something or punch something or slap something and it'll, you can, you know, get something that'll sound and like a snare right or a snap or a clap or whatever. That's mm. cool. I feel like a lot of that is just like breaking out of the the thinking that there are certain ways things are supposed to be done. Yeah. Like we talked a lot about that in, in episode eight. Mm -hmm. Like so at some time somebody came up with the idea. We put metal strings on a, on a wooden board. Yeah. And then that became the guitar we have today. And right. at some time people took like animal skins and, and stretched them over some wood. And then we have drums today. Exactly. But then it comes to a certain level where, where everyone thinks that the drums are supposed to sound like this. Yeah. But that's not true. You can that's like good. you can break out of it again. Where yeah. did the experimentation go? Yeah. Definitely. So that's cool. As I feel like a lot of that is coming back in beat making. I feel like back in the the days like the the, the era of the rock bands everybody used these things like the guitars and the and the drums and everything. And and then suddenly the the air of the beats came into like try to shake up everything again a little bit. Yeah, but I mean exactly. those things happen within genres as well. I mean, like you said, with with mm -hmm. rock and roll, it started with you know those basic four elements, and then fast yeah. forward to the to the late sixties, and people started using you know sitars and flutes and violins, and people yeah. got all crazy because they wanted to you know it was the era of experimentation and yeah, just being weirdo. Yeah. yeah, that's a good thing. Have you have you heard when Mumford and Sons uh, play together with like an Indian uh, group? No, that that's epic. Yeah, it's like <laughs> a like a genuine like Indian like I don't know whatever like gurus or whatever. Yeah, they're dressed up like like what you would think a stereotype religious Indian man. Right, and they sing and they sing in these like classic traditional ways and yeah. they do that together with Mumford and Sons. Okay. Yeah. It's like uh, pretty ma mainstream. Yeah. It's it's really cool. Yeah. I, I mean, it was totally that. unexpected. Really cool. Yeah. And yeah, that's great. I mean, Indian yeah. music is so cool. I mean, traditional Indian music is amazing. And there's so many cool yeah. elements, so many cool percussion pieces yeah, and string instruments and flutes, so many cool scales. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. With your interest in people of the past, is there like, a certain people group or a different type of music that really sticks out to you that you, you find was interesting, the techniques they used or something that they do different, I guess, kind of like indie music, like you're saying? Um, well, not necessarily too much with, with music. I mean, I kind of feel like that yeah. interest is is somehow separate from, from sure. you know, my music making. I mean, that's it was, it was that. never the music of the ancient Egyptians or Sumerians that really fascinated me. It was just their culture and how they did things and what they were capable of. Um, yeah. Okay. Sidetrack us. Sorry. Sidetrack us. <laughs> right. Just take us down the the path. Give us a journey. Yeah. Of of what? The the path of uh, your interests. Oh shit. A, um. Well, Yo, I don't know. Yeah, do you uh, think the pyramids were made were by aliens or not? That's what I'm trying to know. That's, that's the question that's we're all wondering. That's basically what I've been holding in this whole freaking time. Well, I'm, I'm not going to be some kind of, try to be some kind of authority on, on this at all. I mean, I don't go there. I don't go to the aliens no. hypothesis. I don't no, think no, we no, need no. to. I think that's kind of... No. I think it's a shame that we, we look at our ancestors and they did something incredible like build Gunung Padang or the Great Pyramid of Egypt or whatever. Right. And we're not yeah. even able to credit our own species. We have to, <laughs> we have to yeah, find have to credit some aliens. other crazy, yeah. more like way more difficult <laughs> thing to explain, which is aliens. So I think we should yeah. give yeah, our right. ancestors a bit more credit. I think they did it. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's, that's actually really good. that's really good. <laughs> you never hear people talk about that. Where's the cred, man? Right. <laughs> be that's so, really good. It'd be so bummed out if like one of them could could look down the line like generations and say, "Yo, we put so much hard work into these pyramids. <laughs> yeah. we, we did something cutting edge, blood, sweat, and tears. We died yeah. for this, yeah. and they freaking think it was aliens. Yeah, <laughs> they think it was aliens. Are because, you kidding me? Because exactly. they believe so strongly that that we were dumb. <laughs> <laughs> what if? Like in, in ten thousand years from now, our civilization is completely wiped out. But somehow, yeah. this new species of hominids or whatever find your podcast. 
Yeah. yeah. And they listen to it and like, whoa, this is incredible. This, this, this must be the aliens. That'd be a bummer. <laughs> and it's just that. That would be a bummer. <laughs> so, so what you're saying, just for the record, you're comparing the greatness of this podcast to the greatness of the pyramids. Oh, absolutely. I mean, so far, wow. I'm pretty impressed. Wow. <laughs> Bold statement, but I'm um, going to take it. Please leave us a I'm review. I'm taking it. I'm taking it. Yeah. <laughs> you, you need to write that in your review. In your review for us. <laughs> I never thought of that perspective, though. What you said is so good. Like, yeah, like it's I really said, good. Just, just them looking down the line if they could, man. I, they would think it's so stupid. I, Aliens. I, I think I agree with the, that history and, and like the school system can all, often be very arrogant. Yeah. yeah. Just like this is how it happened exactly. and with no room for speculation. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a bad attitude for most things. Sure. To have. Yeah, yeah, to have speculation, of course. Absolutely. I completely agree. I think there's a lot of arrogance nice. in, in a lot of fields like that but at the same time there, there needs to be because we're talking about sci science and science has a very specific way of coming coming up with answers and coming up with truths and we need to be skeptical mm -hmm. of everything that's that's kind of wacky or crazy but uh it's also important yeah. to keep an open mind about these things and i think that that's kind of lacking but i think it's becoming better i think you know our generation and kind of the younger people coming out now and starting to you know do research about anything i think there's a lot more open-mindedness than previous generations it seems like that so that's a really good thing i think mm, that's cool definitely it's like it's like the the, the attitude of beat making and that's what i was gonna much. actually bring it back to trying as well. to break up the the old and and uh, give it a new twist yeah yeah and try try new things and explore mm. that's that's a real fun thing the to do. rules are meant for breaking you know exactly yeah but i think we need both i mean what we're seeing now in the beat making community is that you know a large portion of people, especially, I guess, kind of younger people and people who are interested in kind of making it, they're making trap mm -hmm. beats because that's the thing now. You know, 808s, the, the same kind of drum sounds that you hear every, every damn where. And right. same kind mm -hmm. of loops, you know, people are doing the same thing, but that's, what, that's what's trendy and that's what's cool right now. So that's completely yeah. understandable. It's but that, that makes it, I get it even more important for the rest of us who aren't necessarily interested in doing that thing to kind of push more boundaries. So we, I think yeah. we need a balance of both things, you know. We need something to compare oh, ourselves to, so. <clears throat> yeah. I think there will always be like different kinds of people. Some people uh, want to become a master of what's already established. Right. And uh, that's respectable, like to try to be like a, a guitarist that plays perfect blues exactly. and, and stick within those frameworks. Mm. And then you have people who put more their, their like honor and efforts into to breaking the norm, trying to yeah. make something new. Yeah. And I think both of those are, both of those can be good, but I think it's kind of more fun to experiment a little bit. Yeah. Try to look for that, that sweet spot. That's just my, my personal opinion. Like look for the sweet spot between what's established, but with a little extra yeah. pepper on top, yes. like something that breaks. Because sometimes when something's so obscure, it's really hard to get anyone convinced about it and get and get people into it. But when you make small strides towards that, uh, often it might be easier. Yeah, and I, I like that kind of yeah. music personally. Yeah, but yeah. but that's that's just different. We're different. Mm. Do you have any questions for us? <laughs> yeah, you said Is this the, the the role reversal section. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm doing your job now. All yes. right, yeah, we're, we, we've done our job for long enough. Appease <laughs> us. No, you said um, you said that you talked about the eighth episode. Which episode is this? Like, how far are you into your adventure? What is this nine? I'm, no, I meant the seventh episode. Yeah, this is the eighth this episode, is, right? This is nine. This is nine. No, I dropped number eight today. Oh, uh, you're right. But that's you're the right, one we're talking right. about. Impo poster Imposter syndrome. Not imposter. <laughs> Posters are different. Imposter syndrome. syndrome. And musical elitism. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Um, so we just actually dropped that today. Yeah. It so we're we're pretty episode. fresh in in the the podcasting journey. Yes. That's awesome. And in the in the recording and uh, producing journey. Everything. We're just along for the ride. Yeah. By doing this, we're trying to learn as much as we possibly can along the way. Yeah. And I, I think we've we've discussed things out loud or, or talked to other people a few times on the podcast, and now listen back. And I think we get things out of listening to us just debate and discuss about it. Because mm. it's very much just a, a podcast for, for us as we learn on our journey too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But I, I want to say, I, I have a, a very specific question I, I, I would love you to get 
into more. Mm. Like the whole thing about how a lot of this, this is what provokes me a lot. I get these ads all the time from like, uh, I don't even remember, like arcade and different things like that. And they, and they come like, uh, get this uh, finished uh, sound package. You don't even need to know anything about music theory. And like, yeah. it's so easy. Are you like, are you tired of mixing? Just use our plugin and yeah. it's gonna do all the job for you. And I'm like, uh, I'm like thinking, I really like, I feel like you have to uh, have some skill still. And uh, what are your thoughts on that? Maybe I asked the question really badly, but maybe you understand. No, I, I completely, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I think that there are, yeah. there are good things about having shortcuts and there are good things about doing things in a simple way, but I don't, I don't really believe that at all. I mean, you explaining or like posting the question now just made me think that these, I think these things are really just the music industry really struggling to make money because everything is changing. So now people are coming yeah. up with all these different kinds of services that they can do, which are kind of related to the music industry, just to find new ways of making money. I think that's like at the core of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think also a lot more, it's, it's a lot more accessible. Like when I started making beats, it wasn't really, it wasn't common in my kind of group of people, um, you know, because no. we were young and we, it wasn't even that common to have a computer. Now people have computers right. at the ripe age of five. You know, they have their own iPhone oh, and yes. iPad and everything, so they before. can start making beats at age six if they wanted. To. So that kind of yeah. opens up that that whole market for for you know having a lot more different kinds of services like Lander or you know like mastering mm. in thirty exactly. seconds or you know this one plugin is a sound good icer, so you just kind of tweak a knob and that's all that's all yeah, it does and that. you don't you don't learn shit from it and that's kind of your point i think no uh, it, it just kind of robs you the the opportunity to actually get mm. frustrated and learn something from it and that's like it, yeah. it's so much more rewarding when when you've like struggled to figure out something like if you have a sound or a vision yeah. in your head something that you want to accomplish it could just be the sound of the the snare but you don't know how to, how to do that. So you have to kind of get creative and figure out different ways to do that. And w at some point you'll get it and it, it'll be a lot more rewarding and you, you've learned so many different steps along the way. So I yeah, couldn't That's agree cool. more That's that I think cool. it's counterproductive. Yeah. yeah. Just, just a thought. Do you think that all of these like preset things are also part of why things often become very uh, the same? Um, like yeah. people using the same plugins and then, then you and and in order to like break out of that and create something new you need to know the basic skills so you can actually experiment out from that yeah i mean it's possibly like, i don't think you even need yeah. the basic skills i think you just need to to just put in your hours it doesn't really doesn't necessarily matter how much music theory you know or how much audio engineering yeah. no. you know because if you do it enough, you'll figure out good ways of doing it. Or you're, but it's obviously it's very, work, it's a very good thing to have the basics kind of down once you want to start doing mm. these things. So, so for sure. But uh, as far as presets and things, I don't really know. I mean, that's an in interesting thought. To me, presets have have always been a a good way to learn, if anything, because yeah, if I if I use an EQ or whatever, I can just put on a you know the vocal preset. And that gives me kind of a rough idea of what a vocal EQ could look like, but yeah. I'll probably yeah. want to tweak it some more and you know just kind of use that as a fundamental idea and then build upon it. I think that can be helpful, but but I see your point. Mm. I mean, could make things smart. too easy. <laughs> I'm, I, I don't have that strong of a point. I'm just kind of <laughs> trying to explore that that thought a little bit. Yeah, you sure. hate people who yeah. use presets, is what but you're that's saying. That's cool. That's, that's what, what he said. I, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm glad somebody called you, him on his if BS. If you put those words into my mouth, you can take them out of my mouth later. <laughs> and then you can claim that I said them. <laughs> Anything can be edited. I, 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 I want to kill everybody who's ever used one preset. He said it here. He I said, said it, it here. on the you record. Can, you can cut that out of the podcast and put it on YouTube. <laughs> and you Just can remix that and put a beat under it. Yo, I hate, 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 hate everyone who's <laughs> ever, ever, ever used the pre preset. <laughs> we need to have a section of our podcast where, where we make beats with our mouth. 
I, I think that no. will do well. I, I'm no. for it. <laughs> we got to start a new sub podcast. Ethan makes beats with Ethan his mouth. Ethan alone makes beats with <laughs> yes. his mouth for 50 minutes Just weekly. <laughs> but I'll have guests. I'll have guests yeah. to contribute. Contribute with their mouths. <laughs> Come here with your mouth. <laughs> Bring it over here. Let me yeah. borrow it. Yeah. Oh, we're getting off track. <laughs> we are getting off track, but maybe but, that's uh, where we're going because yeah. uh, this is about the length that we usually, uh, we usually make a podcast. Simmer down. We usually simmer down. But uh, but uh, if you're gonna like uh, help us uh, get out of this podcast, <laughs> why don't you s- sign off with where people can find you? That would be awesome. Sure. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Pretty much Denisova Beats, wherever you need to find me. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, mm. Or you can find me on Spotify, just Denisova. Or Denisova. Denisova. Or Denisova, Deni. or however you want to pronounce it. Every, every yeah. pronunciation yeah. is welcome. You, right. Yeah. And Good. the name is in the title. You can see it there. Yeah. Good. You'll probably find like so a, lot of, cool. a lot of bones and a lot of... <laughs> Just kind of scientific studies, but if you yeah. find some dope music, it might be me. Might be. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's a good place to be. <laughs> but you can also search up a Megalithic Enterprise yeah. on Spotify to have some good beats for your soul. Exactly. Thank you. We uh, all need a little bit of that. But thanks so much for for joining yeah. us, man. Like like I said, it's been a, a pleasure for us to follow your journey this past year. Uh, to hear some wisdom from you on this cast. I know I'm going to listen back to this and I'm going to get more from even hearing back what you said. Um, but thanks so much, man. We really yeah. appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to join us on the Laydown Podcast. Yeah, thank you so much. And uh, you're welcome back at any time. Anytime. Yeah. Anytime. This was just the dawn of Denisova. That was the right. dawn but of Denisova. But what, what about the, the other parts? The sunset. <laughs> the sunset of Denisova. The end, the end of the Denisova. End of Denisova. <laughs> the end of Denisova. Episode 50. The, the, the end is over. Uh, <laughs> you tried too hard. You wow. sova, tried too sova means sleep in... in uh, Swedish. Uh, yeah. So it's uh, kind of like a, we can we can same, make a same but different. We can make some more. We saw that. <laughs> In the end, we all go to sleep. <laughs> I am very. And that's a, a horrible way to end this podcast. But congratulations, <laughs> you're here for it. <laughs> if you listened all the way to the end of this podcast, count yourself lucky. You got the full Denisova package from the dawn of Denisova <laughs> to the end. To the end is over. The end is over. <laughs> the end is over. And if you want more of this podcast and this community, you should get into the Facebook group. Laydown Sessionistas. Facebook.com slash groups slash Laydown Sessionistas. That group is just as fun as you make it. That's it. So please <laughs> show up, say something rambunctious, and we're going to have a great time. And uh, we always ask for reviews. Yeah. But for once, I just want to say thank you for yeah. you who gave us reviews that's true thank you for your precious time yeah thank you for everybody who has shared us on social media and that exactly. kind of stuff it goes that far helps away. a lot like if like we see a couple people share us and tag us yeah i see like an increase in uh, people listening 100%. and that's exciting because we want to we want to talk to people we know? do it's all Not about just, those interactions like we said yeah. earlier we want genuine interactions that's what Definitely. we're about so, so interact do, with us. Interact with us. Interact. And interact with Dennis. Exactly. Do you have a final words of wisdom, Dennis? Come on, send us out, Dennis, with something oh, crazy. The pressure is on. I mean, <laughs> it just, is. I don't know, just be nice. Just fucking be nice mm. to, to one another. Like, we need to be nice. That's really all. Yeah, That's make good. cool shit and be nice. And thank you guys That's for having a, a dope podcast and inviting me. That's awesome. Gladly. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah.